0: Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. I am on a high from just coming off leading the latest Getting Unstuck retreat. It was amazing. And before I go on to share this week's story with you, I just wanted to share one testimonial that has come back so far. It comes from Reba, and she wrote, As I sit here mindfully eating my breakfast." My head is bursting with memories of the past couple of days, combined with a calm that I don't ever remember feeling, a calm that I have been searching for for way too many years. What is shocking to me is that the calm is not a spa kind of calm, which I try so hard to hold on to, but so quickly evaporates when I return to reality. Rather, a calm that I can control and keep. You offered me tools in which to deal with the stress and annoying situations that I experience in my daily life. It was truly a transforming experience. I want to express my deepest gratitude to you for opening your heart and sharing your methods, ideas, thoughts, and teachings. I wish you strength and inspiration to continue your work towards Tikkun Olam, which in Hebrew is repairing the world. Wow, what kind words. So first of all, thank you so much, Reba, for sharing that with me. It's quite amazing what can happen over a short two-day experience. I mean, everything is relative, right? Because two days can seem so short. And on the other hand, two days can feel like a lifetime especially if the days are filled with classes and mindfulness practice opportunities and journaling and self-reflection and gentle yoga and so many other experiences that encourage you to be self-reflective. And not only that, but experiences that encourage you to look for opportunities for you to transform the way you show up in the world. Anyway, it's hard for me to express all of that here. It's just pretty impossible. You can't capture it all in words. It's something you just have to experience. So I opened up registration for my next retreat, which will take place in June, June 7th to June 9th. And there are already four spots taken without even starting to advertise, which is blowing my mind actually, because at this point, much of the advertising that is happening is coming from word of mouth which of course is the best way to spread any news. And I just have to take a moment to say how grateful and humbled and privileged I am to be able to do this work in the world. Okay, so today's consideration is making a request. And ironically, this subject came up during the retreat when I shared certain stories And some of the participants on the retreat were trying to get clarity between getting unstuck and solving a problem. For instance, I shared one story on the retreat, a story that comes from my book, in which I spent a Friday cooking and cleaning. And when my family came to sit down at the table, no one acknowledged me. And when I shared this story, I explained how I was looking for a compliment or I was looking for acknowledgement from my husband, and he wasn't giving one to me. And the way I ended up getting unstuck was basically acknowledging myself, because I knew that I couldn't depend on him to make me happy. And for me, that was like the end of the story. But for women on this past retreat, and many people, when I was on my book tour a couple of years ago, and I offered this same story, they had a problem with this. Why? Because they felt it didn't solve the problem. The problem was my husband wasn't acknowledging me. So, the solution in their eyes would be that he should acknowledge me. So, I always explain that getting unstuck doesn't mean changing anybody else, and it doesn't mean making rules up for anybody else to live by. Just like I don't want anyone in this world to make up rules for me to live by. So while I can try to ask my husband to acknowledge me, or I can hint it to him, or I can explain to him how much that would mean to me, I can't depend on him for my happiness because what I'm really doing if I do that is I'm setting myself up for disappointment because he won't follow that rule all of the time, obviously. And then what's going to happen? I'm going to be sad or disappointed or frustrated. Can you see that? It's hard for some people to get this. They say it's hard because it's not the result that they wanted. But what I try to help people realize is that the result that they really wanted, I mean really wanted, they just wanted to feel good inside. They want to feel whole. They want to feel proud of themselves. And no one can make you feel that way other than yourself. You are in charge of how you choose to feel. I mean, the truth of the matter is, my husband could have acknowledged me, right? He could have said, Shira, the fish is good. And that may not have affected me because maybe I didn't think he really meant it, right? Maybe he just said it that, and and maybe I was feeling he didn't have his heart in it, and so it didn't make me feel good, right? So nothing outside of us can... Affect how we feel unless we have a thought about it, which is why, in my example, I chose to simply acknowledge myself. And by the way, I acknowledged him also for his hard work. And then what ended up happening was that he ended up acknowledging me, even though I truly wasn't trying for him to do that. So, what I strongly encourage people I work with one on one or when I'm offering group coaching on a retreat is for the individuals to first recognize how they are feeling in a stuck moment and take care of that first and foremost. If you are feeling angry and trying to make a demand of somebody else, it's going to feel like you're at war with him or her. And I don't know about you, but I have found that in my life, The resolutions usually come much smoother and much more efficiently when it's coming from a place of peace and not from a place of war or defense. That being said, once you get yourself unstuck and you are in a different mindset, you're calm, you're accepting of the situation, you've moved beyond the situation, then I don't see a reason why you can't have a conversation or make a request as long as you don't expect that that person is going to honor it. And as long as you don't expect that the action of that person is going to be the thing that makes you feel happy and complete. I realize this may be difficult to grasp. And if it is, please let me know, email me, so that I know if I should dedicate more time to this topic. So in last week's episode, I mentioned that I went to a 40th birthday party of a friend in my community, and my husband was tired, and he chose not to attend. I had no intentions of staying long, and I told my husband that I would be home in about an hour. I left around nine o'clock at night. And what happened was I lost track of time. I was having such a good time reuniting with my friends after having had hibernated a little bit during the cold and rainy months. And I was just having so much fun dancing and hanging out that I wasn't even thinking about the time. And then the cake came out and it was time to offer blessings to my friend. And I did look at my watch and I saw that it was close to 11 o'clock. And I figured that my husband was like way gone asleep at that point. And it wouldn't matter if I stayed for a little bit more. Well, I came home, it was probably like a quarter to 12. And I noticed as I approached the house that our bedroom light was on. And I found that very curious. So I walked into the house quietly and I closed the door. And I gently tiptoed upstairs thinking my husband fell asleep with the lights on. But no, he was awake. He wasn't reading a book. He wasn't brushing his teeth. He was lying in bed like half awake. And when I walked in, he said, Do you know what time it is? I was waiting up for you. You said you'd be home in an hour and I couldn't fall asleep this whole time. Now, maybe it was just in my head, but I kind of felt like he was saying that kind of like grumpily and in defense. And so my automatic reaction was to defend myself. I was having so much fun. I didn't even look at the clock. I don't understand. I'm a big girl. You didn't have to wait up for me. And then he said something, and I reacted again, and then I just caught myself. I was stuck on him being stuck. And I can't control him being stuck. I can only control myself. So I took a stop by going to the bathroom and brushing my teeth. And while I stood there brushing my teeth, I was T. Tell. Stuck on feeling frustrated and disappointed. I was like in the best mood and he just ruined it. I was stuck on so many emotions and I just stood there and allowed myself to feel them. And then you, I uncovered why was I feeling all of these emotions? Because I believed I shouldn't be reprimanded for coming home late and I believed he should take care of himself and not worry about me. And I believed he shouldn't blame me for the fact that he couldn't sleep. But when I was honest with myself, when I really investigated those beliefs, I realized that none of them were 100% true. He has every right to say something to me if he wants to. And he can worry about me if he wants to. And honestly, I kind of do want him to worry about me sometimes. And if he wants to blame me for anything in his life, you know what? He can. I don't have to accept it, but he can blame me. So see what did I consider? I considered he was tired. I considered he was stuck. I considered talking to him about it in that moment wasn't going to get us anywhere. I considered I was wrong in not coming back when I said I would. I considered he was pissed off, and I considered talking to him in the morning and making a request when we were both in better moods. So that's how the night ended. He was already asleep by the time I got out of the bathroom, and when I got into bed, I held myself in self-compassion, okay? It was okay that I got stuck in the first place. And then in the morning, after I went on my morning walk and I got some fresh air and A fresh perspective, I came home and I noticed my husband was in the kitchen. And I went up to him and I apologized for not coming home when I said I would. I told him it must have felt really frustrating to not know where I was. I really validated his feelings, not because I was trying not to validate mine, but because I really was able to see his point. I mean, I could have seen myself doing the same thing, maybe not with a community party that's like five houses away, no joke. But you know, if he says he's coming home from work at a certain time, or he's supposed to land, you know, from a plane at a certain time, and call me when and he doesn't, then yeah, I can see how that's unsettling. So I apologized. And then I said to him, look, I have a request. Is, is it okay that I make a request? and he nodded. He didn't seem happy about it, but he nodded, so I continued. I said, look, if I'm at a community event, and I don't come home when I say I will, and you're really tired, I would love it if you just go to sleep. We are fortunate, I told him, that the community center is literally a 30-second walk from our house. So in the future, you could consider leaving me a key outside, or you can just walk up and bring the key to me. Either way. But I said to him, please don't play the victim. You were blaming me last night for not being able to go to sleep, but you had options and you didn't choose those options. You just played the victim and that didn't help either of us. And then I apologized again so that he understood that I was taking responsibility for my end And I told him that the next time I go out, I will try to be much more vigilant of the time. And that was it. It was okay. It was so easy. And it was so not emotional. It was like, you know, two good friends making up, you know, easy peasy, like no problem. There was no problem. Now, if my husband would have made a big deal about my request, or he would have said something like, you know this is not my responsibility you need to be more responsible then i would need to accept that and you know that's what would be on my plate and if he's going to play the victim i can't control that and i would just have to learn to be at peace even if he plays the victim and even if he expresses frustration or disappointment with me but of course that's not what happened now keep in mind I do not do this quite often at all. I do not make many demands of my husband in terms of like a rule book to follow to make me happy. I'm way past that. I have learned my lesson that that doesn't work. In fact, when I do that, it tends to do the opposite. It makes him feel frustrated and then it makes me feel frustrated. But once in a while, I will put myself out there and I will make a request and I'll just be in a place of curiosity to see where it's gonna go. You know, I'll just put it out there without expecting much. And if he hears me, great. If he doesn't hear me, okay, nothing to get stuck about. If he gets stuck, that's his choice, whether it's conscious or not. Whew, okay, I feel like this was a loaded episode, I hope my message came across clear to you. I hope you received it in the way that I meant to deliver it. Feel free to email me and let me know. All right, my dear friends, guess what is happening next week? Episode number 49. Woohoo! I'm just excited because every seven episodes I dedicate the topic to something other than a personal story. And what I'm going to focus on. Especially as we are in the midst of the holiday season. And for me, I celebrate Passover, which is the holiday of freedom. Guess what the topic is going to be about? Personal freedom. It is going to be great and so worth listening to because, my dear friends, this is what it's all about. It's about personal freedom. I really hope you choose to tune in next week. Thank you for joining me today. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.thestuckmethod.com.